Hi, Jack. Hi, friends. How you doing? It's Grace, your host of the Because Why Not podcast. You know that on the prompting of my friend Jack, I'm not saying, hey, guys, anymore when I (laughs) start an episode. Um, So now I'm testing to see if Jack is listening since I've changed my greeting. So hello to all of you. I hope you're doing well. I'm so appreciative of you continuing to listen and comment and leave feedback wherever you listen to this podcast, leave a review, share with friends, and let's build listenership and carry this podcast forward in a meaningful way. Um, So thank you for all of that. I'm excited to be back with you today as I always am. I've realized through personal coaching that I have been receiving from a wonderful coach uh, that um, this podcast is a form of creative expression for me. Uh, She had me think a lot about and feel a lot about things I did as a child how I spent my time, how I, how I created. And it got me really going back decades to a place where as a young girl, and in my mind, I'm thinking about being eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, around there, where I was constantly creating. And in a funny 1980s kind of way, creating content. Um, I was always making commercials. I would make up what the product was. I would dress up. I would take the big old VHS camcorder and record commercials by myself many, many times, many hours. And with, um, a lot of friends to not a lot of friends, a, a select few who also wanted to dress up and make commercials. I would make movies, um, that are on VHS in my attic and I really need to get them turned into digital media. And I'm about to do an unpaid, uh, advertisement here for legacy box because I keep meaning to ship off all of my old media to legacy box, my cassettes, my VHS, all of it and have it made digitally. So legacy box, are you out there? Let's do it. Um, but I would make movies. I had one that was called dollhouse dilemmas (laughs) where I took my dollhouse and all the dolls and furniture and I recreated scenes that I made up that were like soap opera scenes or probably things I'd seen on TV or perhaps things I'd experienced in my own life. Um, and you know, had the dolls in the dollhouse act them out. Um, yeah. So I was constantly creating content, dressing up, doing imaginative play. I created a whole apartment. Um, we called it the landing upstairs between my room and my sister's room. Um, and I would turn the landing into, uh, my apartment and I imagined it to be like my cool girl, single girl apartment in New York city. And I would spend hours in there 
and gosh, dance shows. I remember one dramatic interpretation of the Madonna song, Live to Tell. You know, I have a tale to tell. Oh my gosh. I think it's on True Blue. Anyway, it's an amazing Madonna song. Go check it out. But I did a whole interpretive dance routine to live to tell um, and made my mom watch me. And she fully did not appreciate it. She was like, I don't know what I'm watching here, but it's a little much. And, you know, my mom is was for 50 years an actress, singer, dancer. She was in commercials. She wrote plays. She was a performer. She very much still is in her own way. She fully appreciates an audience um, and finds an audience at any given opportunity. But I think she was probably critiquing my performance in a deeper way, on a deeper level than perhaps someone else's mother might have. But all this to say that I was creating, I was just constantly creating. And that was my form of expression, whether I was alone or with friends. And and one day it really just came to an end. And I imagine part of it was adolescence and becoming more self-aware and self-aware in the sense of being uncomfortable in my body and, you know, understanding that people saw me in a certain way or wanting to be seen in a certain way or um, not wanting to or just trying to recreate my identity, you know, as I think kids do as teenagers. Um, And then it, you know, I did keep creating in college with singing and performing and being a part of uh, an acapella group at Kenyon College, not being a very big part of my identity. Um, but, but, but there was also just, just the social stuff and the focus on social stuff. And I was so social and such a party girl and at the center of all the parties that were happening and creating them and attending them. And that just continued in New York City and my personal creativity became less and less and less. I had moments. Um, some of you out there may remember my fruit tart costume that I made from scratch in 1999 when, um, Steve, my dear one had, uh, a Tarts and Vickers party, which was at the height of the Bridget Jones diary fame. And she had gone to a Tarts and Vickers party, uh, dressed as a playboy bunny, because that was what a tart is in Britain. In the UK, a tart is sort of a, oh, how do I say this nicely? Kind of a slut. And so she went dressed as a playboy bunny, So, um, for this Tarts and Vickers party that Steve had in his apartment in Williamsburg, uh, or Greenpoint, Brooklyn in 1999, long before it was chic there. And all my friends were always asking me why I was going to Brooklyn, um, from Manhattan. I dressed as a literal fruit tart for the Tarts and Vickers party. And I made this crust for my head out of foam and I glued 
um, felt on top of it to make it look like a crust headband on my head. And I made a necklace out of grapes that I, that I I took, um, styrofoam balls and painted them purple and put purple glitter on them. And then I cut out different felt pieces of fruit, like pears and apples and bananas. And I put them all over like a strapless black dress. So I looked a bit like a tart and a bit like a fruit tart. It was a combo platter, but All that to say that I found my ways of being creative through the years. I definitely did. Um, But I wasn't painting on a regular basis. After the age of 22, no more painting or doing art on a regular basis. No more uh, singing on a regular basis. Um, With the exception, I was going to say, of many, many nights in Chinatown in little karaoke rooms there was lots of singing, but, um, and I've done lots of creative projects with my kids and, you know, lots of arts and crafts with them. And certainly having kids, uh, open the doors for me to be much more creative again. And that's been super, super fun. But, um, until the podcast, I wasn't really creating on a regular basis. Uh, and my coach who I've been coaching with, uh, for the last really only week or so, um, in asking me about my childhood and all the ways in which I created as a child, she helped me see that this podcast that I'm doing right now is my own present day version of creative expression. And by doing it and doing it so naturally and um, enjoying it so much and having it flow so freely from me, it's a very uh, comfortable and natural form of creation for me. And I love that because now I kind of see it as it is like painting or like singing or making movies or home videos or crazy dance routines or costumes or birthday cards or decorating rooms, all the other forms of creative expression that I've, that I've done through the years. And there have been so many more, um, that this is my current form of that. And it's happening in such an awesome way because I am loving it and allowing it. And it is all me. I mean, it's just all me. So love it or leave it this content is grace. There's nothing else except for my wonderful guests who I am having on every now and again, and which I've loved. And I hope you've loved too. Um, but this brings me to what I want to talk about today, which is that there are things in life that for me feel challenging and that don't flow freely. And with the podcast, it flows and I feel no resistance towards it. So we all, I think, understand what resistance is, right? Resistance is the refusal to accept or comply with something or the attempt to prevent something by action or argument. 
So if you're facing resistance towards something in your life, you're saying, I'm not going to do that because it's too hard. It's too scary. It's too big. I won't be good at it. Or I'm not going to go there because I won't like it. There won't be anything for me to do. No one will talk to me. Or I'm not going to go to that party because... I'm bad at engaging in conversations with people that I don't know, or I won't have anything to say, or there won't be anything there for me to eat, or I'm not going to take that new job because I won't be good at it, or, um, you know, anything that you can think about that you create resistance for. I think we all do it at least several times a day, if not more. We are creating resistance in our own paths. And I think it's so interesting to think about resistance in this way, in this very emotional way, because we have, I think, certainly for the last few years in the media, heard so much about resistance, or we've been um, acting on resistance in a way of taking action, you know, using this word resist against the, let's say, dominant paradigm that's happening in our political climate. Resist, 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 resist what they're saying, resist what they're doing, resist uh, what he's putting forth. Um, And uh, regardless of what political side that comes from, people are resisting what the other people are saying and uh, suggesting and doing. And what we all can see happening in life is that the more resistance we're putting up, the more tension that is created. So if we look at it in our own lives, Um, And in our own day-to-day actions, feelings, our own attempts to move forward in our day with our family, with our job, with our self-discovery and personal growth, whatever resistance we're putting in our way, we are stopping ourselves from growing and evolving and changing and becoming. So the opposite of resistance is allowing. Okay. So resistance in your own life comes from a place of fear. There's some reason why you are resisting this growth, change, learning, discovery, evolution, transformation in your own life. But if you stop resisting and you start allowing, you take yourself to a whole new place with so much freedom and opportunity. So what I'm learning And you know, I'm here to share with you what I'm learning so that we can all learn together and move forward in our own lives. Our own growth 
and evolution will have the effect of trickling down to those around us in our lives who are facing their own resistance and perhaps help them move forward. And that would be amazing. Just by you being, just by you doing this all on your own, it will trickle down. You don't even have to strive to share it with anyone and certainly don't strive to try and change anyone because the only person you can change is you, right? But what I'm learning is that experiencing, allowing, and moving through the fear and the discomfort and the triggers that are created by moving through a time in your life to a new time or moving through a difficult situation into a new situation and allowing yourself to feel the fear, feel the discomfort, experience the discomfort, allow the triggers to take place and move through them brings you to the place of change and learning and growth and perhaps even transformation. So this is about moving from fear, which is all in your mind, to love, which is all in your heart, moving from resistance to allowing And when you move from the resistance and allow yourself to move forward, well, anything is possible, truly anything. So I want to send you off on this weekend with just this petite little episode where I want to ask you and have you ask yourself, What are you resisting in your own life? What are you feeling resistance around? What are you creating resistance around? What are you giving into resistance around? What are you not allowing? What are you not allowing yourself to feel? What change are you not allowing yourself to make? What can you allow yourself to do to move forward? What can you allow? I hope that you will take some time to think about that today or really let's get out of our heads. Let's get into our hearts. We will live wholeheartedly, be in our hearts feeling rather than in our minds thinking that will allow us to feel less fear and it will allow us to look that resistance right in the eye, feel the fear, feel the discomfort, experience the triggers and do it anyway. Move forward, move ahead and shift into change, growth and learning. 
allow ourselves to move forward? What will you allow yourself to move forward into? I'm going to leave you with two wonderful pieces of music and art that have been bringing me so much joy today. The song Remind Me by Emily King. Oh my gosh, do yourself a favor. Turn it on loud in the house by yourself and just feel it or dance around the house or play it in the car with the windows down. And where I found this song was by watching one of many, many, many incredible videos by this amazing modern dance artist named Nicholas Palmquist, P-A-L-M-Q-U-I-S-T. He um, is... I don't know if he's based in New York. He de- he teaches uh, at times at a place called Steps on Broadway, which always makes me think of my friend Lucy, who's a beautiful dancer and Pilates instructor in Pacific Palisades in California. And she used to take classes at Steps on Broadway when we lived in Manhattan. But he's a teacher and a performer. And on his Instagram page, he posts these little videos of him and his uh, students and dance team. I guess you call it a dance team. I don't know. Dancing. But Nicholas Palmquist and his Instagram is N-A-P-A-L-M-Q-U-I-S-T. Do yourself another favor and watch one or 15 of these dance videos. They are the most uplifting, beautiful, happy, joyous things I've laid my eyes on in a long time. So go do that. And as always, take some time for yourself. I carved out my hour this morning for my favorite yoga class. Thank you, Josephine at Three House Studios in Durham, North Carolina. I'm committed to trying to do that more than once a week with you at your beautiful studio. Um, But if you can't take an hour, take 10 minutes or even take five minutes, 10 or 15 or even five minutes of quiet reflection, uh, mindfulness or meditation can literally shift the course of your day. So take 10 minutes for yourself. You deserve it. Self-love, self-worth self-reflection, all of it. You deserve it. Do something nice for yourself, like get yourself an iced coffee, or now that the weather's cooler here, I'm doing my hot Earl Grey with milk, like a Londoner. And just, I always embrace that when the weather's cool. Um, And just enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the day. I learned this week that the first 18 seconds of when you wake up in the morning is the most important time of the day, and you can set the tone for everything happening in your day and how you see it. So when you first open your eyes in the morning, take the first 18 seconds to set your intention for the day, and it will change your outlook. I promise you. You can say anything like, today's going to be a great day. I'm going to make it a great day. Courtney and I like to say, 
it's a great day for a great day. And sometimes you can even say it in a really sarcastic voice when you're feeling super irritated and it may just help turn things around for you. So I am sending you so much love going into this beautiful October weekend. I hope you can take some time for yourself because when you do, it benefits every single person around you. Um, most importantly, the people who live in your house or the animals who live in your house with you, uh, or most importantly, you, if you're alone or even if you're with people. So lots of love. Thank you for being here and I will be back with you soon. Bye.